Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. All things are possible if you believe. Well, you know, I studied for a long time. I started to study this book, Think and Grow Rich. And he talks about belief in here. He says, you're not ready for what you want until you believe you can get it. I found that the only two sources of reference we could go to to find out anything about ourselves is science and religion. They all say you've got to believe. So I kept figuring out, how do you, how do you believe? How do you change a belief? Interesting subject, because I'm going to tell you something. Your results are nothing but the manifestation of your belief system. Well, our belief system, now listen carefully, is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, when we reevaluate a situation, our belief about that situation will change. It's our thoughts that are manifesting this world. Now you could say that's a spiritual thing, and now I say not only is it spiritual, now it is fundamental, basic science of the universe. And it says then the thoughts are creative. Well, if the thoughts are creative, then who is having the thought? And you start to realize I'm having the thought. Well, then the truth is simple. As Richard Con Henry said, you are creating this world with your mental activity and your spirituality combined. And then all of a sudden it says, well, then if I'm creating the world, then my original belief that when things didn't go right, I was a victim. <laughs> the universe wasn't supporting me. You know, it's like, oh, I try so hard and the universe is not giving me things. It turns 180 degrees around. And it basically says this, we are creating this world. And then I say, your mind is creating this world. People say to me, well, I can't predict my future. I'm in the unknown, and I always say the best way to predict your future is to create it. Not from the known, but from the unknown. What thoughts do you want to fire and wire in your brain? What behaviors do you want to demonstrate in one day? The act of rehearsing them mentally, closing your eyes, and rehearsing the action. The rehearsing the reaction of what you want? or the Yeah, action the action of what you want. By closing your eyes and mentally rehearsing some action. If you're truly present, the brain does not know the difference between what you're imaging and what you're experiencing in 3D world. So then you begin to install the neurological hardware in your brain to look like the event has already occurred. Now, your brain is no longer a record of the past. Now it's a map to the future. And if you keep doing it, priming it that way, the hardware becomes a software program. When we say a joyful world, that means everything that you want has happened. So this is all that you're looking for. So all that you need to do is commit yourself to creating it. 
to create a peaceful, joyful and loving world, both for yourself and everybody around you. Every day in the morning, if you start your day with this simple thought in your mind that today, wherever I go, I will create a peaceful, loving and joyful world. If you fall down hundred times a day, what does it matter? For a committed man, there is no such thing as failure. If you fall down hundred times, hundred lessons to be learned. If you commit yourself like this to creating what you really care for, now your mind gets organized. Once your mind gets organized, the way you think is the way you feel, your emotion will get organized. Once your thought and emotion is organized, your energies will get organized in the same direction. Once your thought, emotion and energies are organized, your very body will get organized. Once all these four are organized in one direction, your ability to create and manifest what you want is phenomenal. You are the creator. You may have weaknesses, you've made mistakes, we all have. But there's a lot more right with you than there is wrong with you. Dwelling on the negative doesn't help you to do better. Beating yourself up for past mistakes doesn't move you forward. The better you feel about yourself, the better you'll do. The more you like yourself, the further you'll go. You can't give away what you don't have. If you're in turmoil on the inside, mad at yourself, critical, condemned, that's what you have to give. Love is not something that you do. Love is something that you can become, it's mm -hmm. your quality. Mm -hmm. If your mind is in a certain way, it's joyful. If your emotions are in a certain way, it's loving. This is the quality of sweetness of body. If your body becomes sweet and pleasant, it's called health and pleasure. If your mind becomes very pleasant, it's called peacefulness and joyfulness. Mm -hmm. If your emotions become pleasant, it's called love and compassion. If your very life energy becomes pleasant, it is called blissfulness and ecstasy. Only if your surroundings become pleasant, it's called success. In Buddhism, they say replace any negative thought immediately with a positive thought. And the neuroplasticity says the same thing, because wow. neuroplasticity is amazing, but it can be bad. If you have a breakup and you obsess about the person, oh, you're, you're wiring a, that yes. deeply into your brain. Um, so you have to direct your neuroplasticity. And if you do get that voice in your head, which is normal for all of us, you need to you know, override that with um, a positive statement. So your forebrain is the builder, it's the designer, it's the CEO. And when you begin to speculate possibilities, when you start to think about a better way to do something or something you want to experience or something you want to do or some future event, it's an amazing phenomenon because researchers are beginning to show that not only do we remember a past, but the brain actually can remember a future. And so how does it do that? Well, because the forebrain has connections to all other parts of the brain, it can take a little bit of that knowledge from a specific neural network and a little bit of experience and, and another neural network of knowledge and another neural network of experience and it can seamlessly piece it together to create a new level of mind and then your brain gets a picture or an image and then you transfix your mind on that image and those neurons string into place that begin to fire and wire together and every time you remind yourself what you want to experience you're reinforcing the circuitry in your brain to begin to install the hardware 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For you to actually experience that future event. In other words, the brain already looks like it's already had the event. Now that's super cool because it really says then that we're remembering a future potential. The imagination is the most marvelous, miraculous, inconceivably powerful force that the world has ever known. And you know, the average individual uses the imagination, if they use it at all, against themselves. They imagine what they don't want. They imagine problems coming. Let's begin to use our imagination the way God meant it to be used. It's the greatest creative faculty that we possess. And we can build anything we want. If you focus your attention on specific imagery in your mind and become very present with a sequence of repeated thoughts and feelings, your brain and body will not know the difference between what is occurring in the outer world and what is happening in your inner world. So when you're fully engaged and focused, the inner world of imagination will appear as an outer world experience and your biology will change accordingly. That means you can make your brain and body look as if a physical experience has already happened without having the actual experience. What you put your attention on and mentally rehearse over and over again not only becomes who you are from a biological perspective, it also determines your future. Here's a good example. A team of Harvard researchers took a group of volunteers who had never before played the piano and divided the group in half. One half practiced a simple five-finger piano exercise for two hours a day over a period of five days. The remaining half did the same thing, but just by imagining they were sitting at the piano without physically moving their fingers in any way. The before and after brain scans showed that both groups created a dramatic number of new neural circuits and new neurological programming in the region of their brains that controls finger movements, even though one group did so by thought alone. Think about this. The folks who mentally rehearsed the actions had brains that looked like the experience had already happened, even though they never lifted a finger. If you were to put them in front of a piano after five days of mental rehearsal, many of them would be able to play the exercise they imagined pretty well, even though they had never before tickled the ivories. By mentally imagining the activity every day, they installed the neurological hardware in preparation for the experience. They repeatedly fired and wired those brain circuits with their attention and intention. And over time, the hardware became an automatic software program in their brains. And it became easier to do the next time. So if they were to start to play after five days of mental practice, their behaviors would become easily aligned with their conscious intentions because they primed their brains for the experience ahead of time. That's how powerful the mind can be once trained.
Similar studies show the same kinds of results with muscle training. In a pioneering study at the Cleveland Clinic, 10 research subjects between the ages of 20 and 35 imagined flexing one of their biceps as hard as they could in five training sessions a week for 12 weeks. Every other week, the researchers recorded the subject's electrical brain activity during their sessions and measured their muscle strength. By the end of the study, the subjects had increased their bicep strength by 13.5%, even though they hadn't actually been using their muscles at all. They maintained this gain for three months after training sessions stopped. More recently, a research team made up of scientists from the University of Texas at San Antonio, the Cleveland Clinic, and the Kessler Foundation Research Center in West Orange, New Jersey, asked subjects to visualize contracting their elbow flexor muscle. As they did so, they were instructed to urge the muscles to flex as strong and hard as possible, adding a firm intention to their strong mental energy for 15-minute sessions, five days a week, for 12 weeks, one group of subjects was instructed to use what is called external or third-person imagery, imagining themselves performing the exercise by observing themselves in a scene in their head separate from the experience, like watching a movie of themselves. A second group was instructed to use internal or first-person imagery, imagining that their bodies as they existed right then in real time were doing the exercise, making it more immediate and realistic. A third group, the control, did no practice. The group using external imagery, as well as the control group, showed no significant change, but the group using internal imagery showed a 10.8% increase in strength. In fact, when you wake up and start thinking about your day, neurologically, biologically, chemically, and even genetically, it looks as though that day has already happened for you. And in fact, it has. Once you actually start the day's activities, just as in the experiments above, your body is naturally and automatically going to behave equal to your conscious or unconscious intentions. If you've been doing the same things for years on end, those circuits, as well as the rest of your biology, are more readily and easily activated. That's because not only do you prime your biology every day with your mind, but you also recreate the same physical behaviors in order to reinforce those experiences further in your brain and body. And it actually becomes easier to go unconscious every day because you keep mentally and physically reinforcing the same habits over again, creating the habit of behaving by habit Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.